Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast. You know who he, who he is? He's right over there <laughs> in, in a mysterious location. But uh, once again, Dan Reggie. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> what, a, what, what an introduction, man. Everybody knows who he is, you know. But, you know, uh, I, 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 you deserve something original and fresh every time I introduce you, Reggie. I, you know? I don't. I don't know that it's new and fresh. It's not always, but it, it's it's just a little something that, for whatever yeah. reason, it makes you chuckle, and that and that's how I want to start the show off, right? Well, start off with, with a, a show with Reggie laughing and chuckling means it's going to be a good show rather than <laughs> pissing, moaning, and cussing, right? Oh, that, that that is true. But when All I right. got people calling me main man Reggie, I know something's up. Is that what people say? <laughs> I have had the old main man Reggie. <laughs> well, I, I I encourage everybody to uh, refer to you. I, I do as, not as Knucklehead One or the number one Knucklehead or my main man Reggie. Either one is it, it, fine. As as my mom would say, Reggie. Reggie. How about, how about that? <laughs> just, just leave it at that. All right, all right. But, <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the the fans that that come up and ask for your autograph. They can uh, they, they can say whatever they want. I'll leave that up to them. Okay, stop, <laughs> stop lying. No, no fan has ever said look at your autograph. <laughs> there be there might be a first now. There might be a first. But I uh, but I have got the main the main man Reggie. I like it. I like it. Uh, so, uh, and, and and with that, we are here to preview uh, the New York Giant football team. Yes. Um, and you know, coming off of a win with from uh beating up Atlanta, I would say beating up, but we beat Atlanta. Uh, the Giants are are one in five, uh, they've, they've had a rough season, and I don't think it was, I don't think their season has gone quite as they expected to go, uh, this year so far, Reg. Well, you know, it's funny because last year, even when the Giants were playing. You know, I, I may mention that the Giants were overachieving, right? They were they were right. overachieving even at that point. And the Giants season thus far has kind of gone the way Washington has in the past, where you kind of overachieved and then you go into the next season with the expectation that maybe, you know, you got something to build upon, only to you realize that your success the previous season got you a little tougher schedule the next season. And the fact that you wasn't very good to begin with, the combination ends up you taking a step back uh, from 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 a success perspective. So the Giants are playing a tougher schedule. I mean, keep in mind they finished third in our division, right? So they're so they're playing the uncommon opponents. They're playing the third best team in the other team, other conference divisions, along with the fact that we have a pretty tough schedule. And oh, by the way, the team is taking a little bit of a step back because they overachieved last year. So all things considered, um, the, the Giants are struggling. But I will say, and I and I meant to write them down, but the Giants have also, with their, I think, the, the one in five, right? Correct. Of those five losses, They've played some pretty tough teams. I mean, they played a good Dallas team in week one. I think they played the Bills. Um, uh, Arizona. Arizona. Arizona is their one win. Yeah. Right. And then there was another team or two that was a very tough, tough opponent. 
early in the season. So although they they've gotten five losses, they played some pretty good some pretty good opponents. And so so with that being the case, it goes back to the point I made here, which is it's a tougher schedule, and I think they've taken a little bit of a step back. And so now you now comes in a team that's one and five, but they're playing to watch the commanders. And for some reason, whenever Daniel Jones and the New York Giants play us, they look like perennial Super Bowl teams. Right. And and I'll let you touch on it, but we we do know that we're not sure who's gonna start at quarterback, whether it's gonna be Tyrod Taylor or Daniel Jones. But Daniel Jones has been our nemesis, man. That kid is uh in his sixth season, he's five one and one against us. Right. And so he just looks like he, every year about this time we play, there's a, a the funny picture that circulates on Twitter. Where's a picture of Michael Michael Vick in whiteface, and they call it Daniel Jones. <laughs> he, he 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 runs like Michael Vick on us, doesn't he? Exactly. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's funny. It's like you know. I don't know what it is, but Daniel Jones, man, but he he looks like a Hall of Famer when he when he plays Washington. So yeah, uh, and, and you would think that this will be another year for Del Rio has seen him enough to put away to put a a, a scheme or or plan to limit his running. Right, Daniel Jones. The number one thing that he's killed us with is is his legs. Um, right. just the back breaking plays, you know, some of them have been very long, not just, you know, picking up five yards or three yards. He's, he's had some 20, 30, 40 yard runs against us. Um, and, and yeah, we, we can't have that, uh, at all. Um, uh, for those who didn't know, Daniel Jones did not play last week. Uh, he has a, a neck injury. Um, they haven't confirmed whether he's playing this week or not, he was out there throwing the ball, but he's not uh, been released for contact. Uh, all the indications are that he's not going to be playing this week, um, but time will tell uh, if he gets cleared. But at this point, I don't think he's going to be playing this week. I think they're going to take a, another week to let. Again, this is we're talking about a neck injury. We're not talking about a you know twisted leg or something like that. Um, you know aggravating that or, or making it worse can easily turn into a season ending injury. So I got a feeling that they're going to, they're going to take their time and uh, let him come back and, and, and truly heal. Well, do you think he's not going to play or do you think that uh, New York is holding it close to the vest, which I don't blame him. The two force Washington to prepare for Tyrod Taylor and Daniel Jones and knowing the fact that he could potentially play, he just made, they just may have set him out an extra day of practice, but doesn't necessarily mean he won't play on Sunday. So, I don't think he's going to, I don't think my gut tells me he's not going to be playing. Um, okay. and, and, and I, yeah. And, and if he's, if he doesn't play, I mean, Tyrod Taylor is no slouch, man. I mean, I know he's not a, you know, he's not a pro bowl type type quarterback, but man, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a slick veteran QB and, you know, he can get it done, I guess is my point. He's good and, enough to and, get it done. And he and he can make some errors, and that's why he's a backup quarterback in this league and not a, a starter. Um and I'm not but trying we're, to we're not we're not we're not a good enough team to be to be dismissing other players, right? No, I mean, you just uh, yeah. We, we, last year we played uh when we played Denver, we 
played a, a rookie quarterback, uh, selected late and was his first game. And man, he gave us everything we, we wanted, uh, you know, last year. I mean, hell we lost the Cooper rush, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so, so regardless of what you think of Tyrod Taylor as a, as just a backup quarterback, I'm not, I'm not willing to dismiss him. He, no, not he, at all. Not at all. You know, he, he's good. He's, he's good enough. He's good enough. And so division game, we have, to, we have these games are always close, and so we have to be accounted for. Right. Um, I think the Giants, which which I found interesting, I think they have zero passing touchdowns in four straight games. Wow. So their offense has been very, very, very putrid, and um, I think they're averaging. About twelve points a game, or some yeah, ridiculous they're, they're, number. They're, they're last in the NFL, um, averaging eleven point eight. Call right. it round, rounded up to twelve points a game. Um, no, no passing touchdowns in four straight games. Yeah, averaging twelve points a game. But guess what, Ken? They planned. They planned street busters, Washington Commanders. <laughs> Well, right, we, right. we're, we're going to hope that's not the case. Uh, I mean, and to your point, like I said, that's what, that's what I mentioned that they're the from from a scoring perspective, they're thirty second out of thirty two teams in scoring, and that includes teams that have only played five games, right? So uh, every team, no matter if you played five games or six games, you've scored more than Buffalo, um, Buffalo than the Giants who have played six games uh, as far as yards, they are 28th. So it's not, it's not like they're getting down there and just not scoring. Uh, the yards show you that they're not getting down there, you know, that much at all uh, or moving the ball consistently either. Um, their defense, uh, you might think that their defense is keeping them in the games. Well, they're not. Uh, their defense is 28th in allowing points. And they are drum, drum roll for, for anybody, uh, for, for Washington fans that like to play old school Washington football. Their defense is 31st in rushing D. They average allowing 147.5 yards a game. Um, so they you know, they they, that, that, that wears down an offense, right? When not only when you're running the ball in general, but when you're running over and over and over and over and you're having success with those kinds of numbers, um, it, it physically and mentally beats you down. So based on that, we should run away with this game, right? I don't even know why we're playing it. I don't yeah. even know why we're playing it. Uh, yeah, we, we, should go, we should go in and chalk this up as a W for Washington. But not so fast, my friend. <laughs> right? That's just how it goes down. We're already oh, yeah, we're we talking about the Giants. Ready? Right. No, we, now we're talking about the Washington Command. It has more to do with us than it does with them. <laughs> yeah. Right? This, this is a terrible team statistically, and playing anybody else will pretty much get manhandled. But when you play the Washington Commanders, everybody's got a chance at Chicago. Yeah. So the Giants, the Giants, man, listen, this, this is on paper. I get how this looks, but this is not this is not an easy cakewalk game for us. And after what happened to us against Chicago, yep. I don't think I don't think I'm not gonna say never, but it's gonna be a long time before you hear me say 
nah, I'm not even worried about this game. I'm always going to be worried about the game from now on. Chicago, Chicago game Thursday night taught me a big lesson. You think I want, there's not any more lessons to be learned with this team, but it taught me a big lesson. Well, so, it, it, you know, it, it goes back to, you know, my mantra all year last year. Um, and unfortunately, it's almost like we have to carry that over. You know, last year is hashtag prove it. Um, and the Chicago game was, was a perfect example. Uh, Washington was just coming off of the game uh, against Philly where they looked, they, they played good. They, you know, they, they took it down to the wire. Uh, well, I took it into overtime and, and right. lost. And you're like, man, you play like that again, you're going to, you're going to kill Chicago. Um, but well, that, that team should kill team. Chicago and certainly should kill New York. Right. Right. But it's course. So like they not so fast, my friend. Correct. Correct. So, uh, so yeah. What, what else do you see when, when you look at this game of, of besides Washington, just being Washington, are there anything, is there anything that concerns you that? Yes. You know, go ahead. <laughs> what concerns me? Is that we're the Washington Commanders? Besides that, and, and I, I don't know who's going to show up. I just well, one of the things I, I like about this compared to the previous four games is, in in my opinion, they don't have a true number one stud wide receiver. But it, uh, but that was the same thing last year, Ken. No, no, no. But 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 this year and in the past four games, there's been a a star wide receiver. That has killed us every single game. Uh, it, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that they won't be successful passing. I'm just saying no. what we have faced in the yeah. past four weeks, we're not facing this week. I'm not saying. And and what's going to happen is then we're going to have a letdown on defense because they're going to sit here and say, guess what? We're not playing all pro pro bowl receivers, so therefore we can just kind of do whatever oh, we can, and we watch can the Giants. I'm just, I'm just right. stating the fact that there that there isn't one. But that doesn't make me feel any better with this team meaning the Washington team. The fact that we're not playing an all-pro wide receiver means absolutely nothing because guess what? When we played Chicago, there wasn't one. And the guy put up 200 yards in the first half. So I don't care. All I know is we're not good enough to be counting out anybody on that team. And watch. It wouldn't surprise me if the Giants take their opening drive down and, and pass the ball and get a passing touchdown. Streak's gone. That's just, that's just the way it is with this team, man. Man, la ladies and gentlemen – Reggie, <laughs> come on, Reg. Hey, man, I, I, told you, I don't take nothing. I don't take nothing for granted anymore, man. Yeah, but I mean, you, you, I you I'm, I'm waiting for you to uh, turn that shit off. Turn off. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for you to uh, just go ahead and say we're gonna lose. That's, that's no, I'm not. I'm no, to no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I'm no longer thinking this is just gonna be be easy just like that no right, i don't right. care i don't care that they don't have listen man they're they had terrible wide we couldn't even name the wide receivers last year and they went out there and kicked our butt i i understand so to me the fact that you're pointing out they don't have an all pro receiver that washington is having to face okay that's an interesting interesting stat that finally we get what we would perceive as a little bit of reprieve but we've also shown that it doesn't matter that the opposing team doesn't walk in with all pro at every position. 
because well, we still it, don't it show up. Has, it definitely has it wide receiver for four weeks in a row. That's the only thing that I'm saying. I'm not going to say, I'm not saying that they're not going to have success passing uh, just because all of a sudden there's not this one receiver. I'm just saying that I there's understand. not the, the one guy. There shouldn't be a one guy. Could happen, could not happen, but there's okay. not a, an obvious, you know, if we were playing a team that had an obvious number one, I would say, we can we for once stop this one their number one receiver well that that's not a point for me on on this one uh as we come up on our three points uh to victory uh that, well, what, that won't be one of them this time is my point okay fair enough and not to not to labor this point any further my, the, the, what i'm just simply saying is chicago didn't have one and for all intents and purposes neither did atlanta and yet the receivers still showed up and put up big numbers against us and now those two teams did not have those type of receivers that you're referring to and drake london still put up big numbers yeah dj moore we know put up big numbers and so you're pointing out we don't have an all pro although i get that but it is proven when you play washington it doesn't matter you just need to have a wide receiver and he's gonna put up big numbers against <laughs> us for some reason <laughs> right? I, think I think it's a little bit much there but uh no man no it's fact facts <laughs> Back, so any, any any receiver, any receiver, any receiver that shows up, man, somebody's gonna put up big numbers today. So it's- all right, we're 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 gonna we're gonna mark that down. Uh, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and ask you: Is there gonna be a Giants receiver that has over 100 yards? Yes. Okay. You. <laughs> you. Uh, let me. Yes. And maybe the crowd's turning on Reggie right uh, away, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Uh, okay, but but you, I will you, say you, this: all knuckleheads. But I will say this, but that does bring us to the point of Emmanuel Forbes, right? Emmanuel Forbes essentially benched. He did not play a single snap against Atlanta. Right. Right. Do you think he plays this week against New York? And and, and if you and, and based on your answer, do you think he should or should not play? Um I don't I see the obvious mistakes that he's making, right? We see those on the big plays. But from a coaching perspective and a, a a scouting perspective, you know how is he on the other plays? Right when when the, when it's when the ball's not coming to him, is his receiver wide open anyway? And, you know, is it a is it a scheme thing? Is it a talent thing? Is it you know what is it that is causing him? to not be successful and i don't well, i don't on. have the answer right now well, hang on but i, I don't want i don't want to dissect this game what's that i don't want to just dissect the game i just want to know do you think he should play i i i think if it is something other than if it's talent then he should not play right because I, I can't coach you to be a better cornerback Right. That, that's something that you can't just do that from week to week. That's something that takes time. It, it might take him weeks of practice of getting his techniques and everything down. At this point, we shouldn't have that problem. Ideally, he would play some. Uh, not, not that he's going to play every snap. There's there's situations. Maybe he's playing a third of the snaps. But yes, I would like for him to play because clearly he needs the experience. But I don't want the experience at the cost of losing the game um i don't think he should play yeah i think he should at least sit down one more game because i think he needs to see that there's more to playing the position at this level and understand that you being aggressive is fine 
But if it's to the detriment that you're killing the team, not only do you not making the play and then you you have some poor tackling. So it's a double whammy. I right. think I, and I don't think them bitching him is a punishment as much as as Ron said, he needs a reset. OK, you kind of came in right away. and You played the first few weeks and it was baptism by fire. So now you need a couple weeks to sit down. So I'd be fine with them sitting him down for a second week. And I think next week we play uh, after the Giants. Is it Philly or New I England? So. I, I think it's Philly. Yeah. But I think, he sh- I think he should be – I think they should sit him down one more game. And the only way, only way that he comes in would be to, due to an injury. But I'd be perfectly fine without seeing him manual forward. But I'm not giving up on him. And I'm not one of these people that think he's a buzz or the waste of a first-round pick. That's not it at all. I just think – it would be good for him to sit and watch one more one more game. Yeah, I, I don't have I I don't expect him to just be the starter and be out there for you know 90 percent of the plays. Um, again, in in situational, and again, this is going to be based on the coach's awareness of his strengths and weaknesses. I would like to see him in the right situations, in the right scenarios, be in there and playing and have some success because. We, we know if, if there's anything that – if there's any position in the NFL that is a mind game, it's cornerback. Oh, for sure. Right? Uh, I, I, you know, we, we've seen some great – I say great. We've seen some very good cornerbacks all of a sudden have a couple bad games, and so, mentally they're never, they're never the same. Um, as weird as it is, and and they're not toward necessarily at the end of their career. They're, you know, rookies or second, third year. And you're like, man, this this guy is going to be really, really good. And all of a sudden, he has a couple bad games where he gets used and abused. And man, he just never, yeah. never the same again. Yeah, and I don't think Emmanuel is that guy. So no, no, no I don't that, necessarily which, think so either. But which is why I think one more game would do him some good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to go over our uh, our uh, just a couple keys. A few keys of of what it's going to take for Washington to walk out with a win on this. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a couple keys here and then we'll do uh, give our confidence number. How about that? All right. And then wrap this up for you folks. Yeah. Um, My number one, my number one key that I need to see in this game for me is we know that the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants, Wink Martindale, is a blitzing defensive coordinator. He blitz a lot. I wish I, I forgot to look up the percentage, but he loves to blitz. And one thing that our offensive line has struggled against is blitzing, picking right. up the blitz, communication, knowing who's got who. But we know it's coming. So we, our offensive line, needs to be on the same page. And be able to protect Sam Howell against the blitz. Because again, if you can't protect Sam against the blitz and they have free runners in there and that type of thing, it's going to lead to either sacks or it's going to lead to him forcing the ball and it's going to lead to him throwing interceptions. Interceptions could lead to pick sixes or if nothing else, short fields for the New York Giants. So my number one priority is the offensive line communicate or EB does some type of max protect, scheme it up quick passes, but whatever it is that you need to do in order to force them to get away from some of the blitzing. But the New York New York Giants defensive blitzing scheme is my number one concern going into this game. 
Okay. So we got to we got to be able to protect against that. And, and, and my my items that I have aren't in an, any particular order, but I'll piggyback on yours and go to one of mine, which I, I covered when I was talking about the Giants. I think this is a game where we do need to run the ball more than what we have uh, percentage wise. Okay. Um, okay. The, the running the ball will for for one that's to this point this has been uh, the Giants' weakness is, is running the ball. Uh, and then when you get that, when you get the running established, that's going to help keep the linebackers back, and it helps uh, Sam Howell set up a, a play action. Right, the 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 linebackers, the safeties, whoever are going to bite and have to treat play action as a as something they're they're concerned about. They're going to be looking at the run, and hopefully that'll open open up more. Uh, more holes for the wide receivers for not just basic plays, but potentially some bigger plays. If you can hold people in just that half a step, uh, that half a tick longer than, than without it. And to your point with the linebackers, it'll make the linebackers play true as opposed to blitzing or dropping back in coverage or whatever, uh, their scheme is for that play. Okay. My other and again, this is probably just my just my second point, not in any particular order. But my second would be to see our defensive front show up for a second week in a row in the manner in which they showed up against Atlanta. Um, we knew that Atlanta likes to run the ball. They were going to run with B. John Robinson. This will get, be the second game back for Saquon Barkley. And whether Daniel Jones plays or not, Saquon Barkley still – type of player at this point in his career where he can be a game changer. So I think right. if we are able to control the line of scrimmage, meaning Washington's defense against their offensive line, which in this case controlled the run game, a la Saquon Barkley, then I think it's going to have a major impact on their passing game. So controlling Saquon Barkley seems very obvious, but can be very difficult for some teams. But in this case, I think we need to make sure that we, not allow Saquon Barker to get off. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Uh, you know, to your point there, uh, Saquon Barkley. One of the things that I always say is difference makers, right? Yes. On on offense, he is their difference maker, um, especially with Daniel Jones out. Um, you know, he, he's he's the obvious difference maker. He's the one that you need to stop. Once you stop him, um, it it it. it limits what their offense can do um and and this year overall our defensive line has done a very good job uh a defensive line and linebackers have done a very good job against the run um so i'm, I'm hoping that'll that'll continue um my my, have, have my what's that i said have they though uh yeah i, I could i'd have to pull no, I'm, just, I'm just messing together. i'm being, I'm being overall, sarcastic Overall, they have they've been hurt a lot more by the pass than the run. Um, not counting quarterback runs, right? Quarterbacks uh, always seem to, to hurt us when they when they scramble. Um, my my uh, second second key relates to the Giants not having a that good of an offense. Let's be let's be blunt. Um, they they haven't produced this year. Uh, they, they've had their struggles. I mean, Saquon Barkley has been injured. Now Daniel Jones is injured so that 
I know they've had some offensive linemen that have been injured. So with that being said, I don't think consistently for an entire game that their offense can beat our defense. I know our defense has been not not living up to the standards where we thought they would be, but I, I still don't think that they can consistently do that. And with that being said, my second key is don't give up the big play, right? Don't don't give up the big play that makes it easy for them to score quickly. You know, some some, some broken play, broken coverage where they score easy because I think if we force them to drive the ball, um, you know, eight to ten to twelve yard, I'm sorry, eight to twelve play drives they're going to end up stalling not being able to do it consistently throughout the game uh so a long way getting around is don't give up the big play well again as i mentioned earlier after thursday night's game against detroit i mean uh chicago i've no longer considered what other teams are doing as that equates to what our success should be so So with that being the case, I'm not overly concerned that Daniel Jones is injured or Saquon, I mean, that they have other injuries along the offensive line because I do know, for example, they are on their third left tackle. I think their their starter and their backup left tackle potentially will not be playing. So there will be a third string left tackle. But again, with us, none of that matters. None of that matters. I don't care that that Daniel Jones is not playing. can call Chase, right? I I don't care. But but my point being is, I don't care that they have injuries because for some reason, it doesn't matter when that team shows up and plays us. So with that being said, my my last point to this game is. Let's not make a hero out of somebody. Let's not let's not all of a sudden everyone's like, man, who is that guy? I might need to go pick him up off the waiver wire in fantasy football because, man, he just killed the Washington Commanders. Right. So whether that whether that is enlisted as the big play as a receiver, because Tyrod is having a, a a a throwback to his career or some running back is coming in here and just blowing us up. But let's not make a superhero and and allow some unknown guy to make a name for himself um, against us this Sunday. So that ties into the big play thing that you're mentioning. Right. And that would be my three. My third key to this game. Very good. Very good. Um, my third will be uh, getting out to a lead early. Um, last week, we we went down and drove, and, and while we didn't score a touchdown on our opening drive, we did score a field goal, and it just kind of gets your whole offense into a rhythm. Um, as opposed to being three and out, and, and you know, it, it takes a couple drives to kind of get into a rhythm. Um I, I, I obviously I hope we score. Uh, I want us to score on the first drive, but I want us to actually have a drive. Uh, even if it comes up short, I want us to get into a drive. I want us to get the lead early because I think once we get the lead early, then Eric Bieniemy can call a, a, a lot better game. He's not handcuffed by trying to come back. Right? If you're down by three, it's not a big deal. But if you're if you're up by seven, 10 points uh, midway through the second quarter, th- then Eric Bieniemy and the offense, they can do whatever they want. They, they can they can do an entire drive just running the ball. Uh, they can do a little trick play here or there. Uh, you know, they can do misdirection, whatever. Um, but, it, but it opens it up 
to let Eric Bieniemy be the offensive coordinator that we want him to be. Um, and so obviously that goes down to the execution of the plays that Bieniemy calls, but hopefully we we get off to a, an early lead and, and and we'll see a difference in this game if that if that happens. Okay. I like it. I like so, it, man. So uh my three real quick were uh don't give up a big play. Uh run run the ball more than we have in, in past weeks. I'm not saying this has to be every every game, but I think against the Giants it's a it's uh the way we should approach this game and then also get the ball early. Reggie, you wanna f- do your three real quick? Just a yeah, a just, just a quick recap for my three is uh we need to uh the offense the offense needs to be able to control the blitz of Wink Martindale. He's a he's a pretty uh, convincing yep. uh, blitzing defense coordinator. I think our our defensive line need to be able to control the line of scrimmage and play the way they played against Atlanta and Bijan Robinson. They need to do the same approach with uh, 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 Saquon Barkley, right. and then just not create a new a new hero for the New York Giants. Uh, by allowing some guy to have a huge game against some unknown player to have a huge game against us. So that, that involves not giving up big plays. No, I like it. I like it. Uh, all three points there. Uh, and, and with that covering that Reggie, I think it's that time again. Ah, <laughs> oh, there it is. I think I saw Reggie's head bobbing to the music. He was getting not. into it. He did not. I assure you. Is that on your Spotify list? <laughs> no. Is that, it's not. Is that, I, know. <laughs> I thought that was on your Spotify rotation oh, there, man. man. That, that's our <laughs> that's our confidence number segment sponsored by the Disco. <laughs> disco, ladies and yes, gentlemen. Sponsored by 1974, yes, uh, <laughs> or something like that. Um, <laughs> oh, uh and, and with that, again, we've got our confidence level. It's a it's a, a number between one and ten of of how confident are we that we're going to walk away with a win? Um, yes. and, and with Washington, you know, maybe the, maybe the number should never be more than four or five. I don't know, but based on who we're playing, how we're playing, um, and and other factors. Reggie, do you want to do you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. I'll keep okay. mine short and sweet, man. I, as I've okay. kind of alluded to in this podcast, Thursday night Chicago game has taught me never to just automatically think this team is going to get a win, um, and it will probably be like that for the rest of this year, unless they go on some crazy run and changes some things. But mm-hmm. until then, I'm going to keep it very low. Um, I. <laughs> think we should win this game so therefore okay. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give it a four or anything so i'm gonna give it a six it's six. a strong it's a strong six a strong six well uh i i don't disagree with you um there's no reason to go overboard with a with a real high number nobody's uh going nine or ten or anything like that this game but i do think this plays well for washington washington needs to take advantage of it. Uh, it's something that we haven't done consistently. Um, but I like Washington walking away with a win on this uh, based off of everything we talked about with the struggles and problems that that uh, the Giants are going through. 
Um, again, you got to take advantage of it. You got to coach them up. You got to have the right game plan. You got to not turn the ball over, not give big plays, handle the blitz. It's a lot of things we already talked about. Um, but my number is a whopping 6.5. Man, so I knew you were going to do that. I knew, I knew you were going to do I gotta, that. I, I got it written down. Where's, where's the thing? I, I got it written down right there, 6.5. So you think I'm trying to do it just to go – a notch better than you? Oh, yes, you would. You probably no, just wrote it not. down. I wouldn't I even promise. pay attention. You just wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What well, I mean, yours was a yours was a strong six. It wasn't it, a weak it, six. It, it I, I don't know what six. that means. A six is a six. I mean, uh, you know, when I you know, when I when I say what's three plus three, I don't say it's a strong six or a weak six. Well, three it's plus three is strong six. <laughs> it's strong. Can't change it. <laughs> locked it in, huh? It locked in, man. It's just like the <laughs> boom. But but this game is in New York too, man. So there, there's a lot of things. I know everything is set up good for us to what we should walk away with this. But again, you've been a, if you've been a fan of this team for a long time, you know these are the also the kind of games Washington would just go, man, and they'll just poop to bed. So yeah, yeah, but, these will be, be the ones that that drive the fans crazy. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to give it a strong six. I'm not giving it, I'm not overly confident, but we should win. But man, yeah. you see, my confidence is a little bit shaken by the fact that I couldn't go above a six on it. So. I, I, I was worried it might not be that high the way you were talking early, the way you were talking <laughs> earlier there, man. Even, even the, uh, even the fans, uh, the knucklehead fans, studio audience was a little concerned about you. Hey, man. Uh, hey, facts. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, with that, you got anything else you got you want to cover here, Reg? That's it, man. That's it, man. Hopefully, you know, so I should be back back in town, man. We can get back to our regular studio and all that kind of stuff. And so for the folks, thanks for bearing with us in the past few games. Uh, you know, maybe the quality has not been up to par as it normally is, but uh, it's, it's part of life. Got to move around. We travel a little bit. We've both been things, traveling, things, yeah. Things of that nature. So we still try to bring the content you know, uh, even, even remotely. So appreciate you sticking, sticking out with us, sticking Absolutely. this out with us and, uh, continue to tune in. So, but Absolutely. other than that, man, I don't have anything else. Uh, go commanders, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll, we'll be glad when, when Reggie is it's safe and, and clear for him to come out of his secret bunker. Uh, <laughs> but until then, peace out knuckleheads. Peace out y'all. <laughs>